welcome to the Rough Draft Podcast, Season 9, Episode 8, your favorite student-run literary, cultural, and filmographical podcast here at York College of Pennsylvania. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and this week, John and I sit down and talk with professors and students in the Education and Psychology Departments here at York College of Pennsylvania. Our first guest this week is Education Professor Dr. Nicole Hessen. Dr. Hessen, thanks for coming on and talking to us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So what specifically is your field of study and what kind of classes do you teach here at York? Um, let's see, I have an undergrad degree in biology, I have a master's in teaching secondary science, and then my doctorate is in actually higher ed administration. Um, and mostly um, in the ed department I teach the science-based classes, um, but I also teach some more general classes like the curriculum class and FYS and um, classroom management, I teach that one as well. So that's, that's mostly what I do. So what first got you interested in education? Um, man, I don't know that there was like any one thing that got me interested. So uh, education had always been in the back of my mind as a kid and then people kind of pushed me away from it. They're like, oh, you're too smart for that. You're too smart for that. So then I thought about being a lawyer for a long time until I joined the mock trial team in high school. And I was like, I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. And then um, I got to college and I was deciding between being a Spanish major or bio major. And I chose biology because I didn't want to write a thesis paper in Spanish <laughs> or at all. And I didn't have to do that in bio. So I was like, I'll be a bio major. Um, and I was sort of uh, floating around some different things I could do. I thought about med school very briefly because most of the bio majors on campus were med school, like pre-med. And um, yeah, I didn't want to be a doctor. So I was like, well, I'll just try this alternative certification program. I'll teach for a couple years and then I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll do something else. And that was in 2004 that I started teaching. So now it's 17 years later. I'm still here. So I like it. Uh, I like working with people. Um, I really like being in charge. I'm short. And so um, I think you know, having control of a classroom makes me feel important. <laughs> so what drew you to York College? Whew, okay. Um, yeah, I, I was looking for jobs after my doctorate finished and I I had learned while I was teaching K-12 that I wanted to help new teachers become teachers and so during my doctorate I was adjuncting some classes and um, doing some student teaching supervision at different colleges in the Philadelphia area and looking for jobs I knew I wanted to be at a teaching school and so I was applying to a ton of different locations and then I got an interview at York and, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia, so it's not far from where I grew up. And it's also close to um, DC and Baltimore and Harrisburg and some bigger cities. And everybody here was just so nice. And the students, I, I love the students. They're, you know, really hardworking. None of them are really very entitled. Um, I like, that a lot of them are first gen, they don't come from these long legacies. Uh, some of the schools I was working at in Philly, that was the case. These kids like, you know, really took college for granted and I don't think any of our students do that. So 
all those things kind of came together and they offered me a job and I said, okay, I guess, I guess I'm moving to New York. Uh, what is the common misconception you hear about the field of education or students in the field of education? Oh, yes. Um, everybody thinks teaching is so easy. And that, <laughs> right, really bugs me. So it's not quite as easy as it looks. And there's a thing, I don't know if Ben remembers it, we talked about it in FYS, called the um, Apprenticeship of Observation, yeah. where people think they know how to teach because they've spent so much time watching other people teach, right? Because by the time you get to college, you've spent at least 12 years watching teachers. You know which ones are good, you know which ones are bad, um, and then you watch even more when you go through college, but it's not quite as easy as the good teachers make it look. And so, so many people will say, oh, all you do is sit and color all day, or oh, as long as you know the science, you just get up there and talk at kids, and that is, not what teaching is at all. There's so much more that goes into it um, that so many people just don't even realize. So what are some of the ways that instruction has changed since you first started teaching? Oh, oh man, um, a lot of technology, obviously. Like I said, I started teaching in 2004. Um, and, you know, Facebook was brand new at that point. You know, smartphones were just kind of getting popular. <laughs> um, so technology has changed and, you know, folks have tried to fight it, I think, a little bit, but integrating it has been more useful to the classroom. And then obviously with the pandemic, Zoom, like whoever thought you could do half the stuff that we're doing via Zoom. Um, so that's been difficult. <laughs> I don't know that attention spans have really gotten worse, which is what some other people might say, but it is a little bit harder to keep folks' attention because you have your phone. Like we were just talking before, when we're on a Zoom, it's so hard not to just pick up your phone and start scrolling through it. You're just so used to having it there. That's probably the biggest thing that has changed for me. Yeah, it's definitely hard to have your phone out when you're in a Zoom classroom or Zoom reading. So. Yeah, it's, you know, I, ha I have to be more interesting than whatever is on your phone. <laughs> That's not always easy to do, and it takes a lot of planning, which again gets back to that misconception of how can I present this stuff in an interesting way that's relative, like relevant to the students in front of me. Yeah, it's you versus a billion dollar app. Uh-huh, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is one thing you would like future students to know about your college? Ooh, future students. Um, you can't hide here, right? So the professors are gonna know your name, they're gonna know your face, although faces is a little harder now with the masks on. <laughs> um, but it's not gonna be like a Penn State or a Temple where you can sit in a 200 person lecture hall and never interact with your professor. Like they're gonna know things about you, you're gonna know things about them. Um, they're going to make sure that you're, you know, doing your homework and coming to class and it's, it's you can't hide. So if you want to hide, this is not the place for you. All right, what's something that you would like current students to know about the field of education? Oh, we're always looking for teachers. Um, you know, there's always job openings in education, especially middle level, which is one of my areas um, of expertise. So grades four through eight. 
Um, if you really know science or really know math, school districts will love love you there. And I hope they keep this the same, but um, a lot of times the federal government can forgive your student loans if you teach in a high needs area, like in an urban district or teach math or teach um, science. And so that is a bonus that not everybody knows about that should be more publicized. It's definitely a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> what is a piece of advice you would give to seniors graduating in the field of education? Piece of advice. Uh, no, your first year is going to be rough. And it's going to be a blur. And you're going to look back and be like, oh, man, how did I... <laughs> <laughs> How did I survive that? Um, but you will, and you know, jump in with both feet. I think that goes for any job. Jump in with both feet. Get yourself wet. All right. This I'll go a little bit off script for the next question. Sure. Um, so, what's a piece of advice you give to someone who's graduating in a field that isn't education, but might be considering wanting to be a teacher? Ooh. Um, well, you can come back to us here at your college. We have a very good post-bac program, so if you have your degrees in writing or, you know, history or something, you can come back to us and we'll get you the ed classes you need and help you um, get certified to go out and teach in a subject area that you really love. So that's always an option. And like I said, they're always looking for teachers, so it's a good job market. That's a good thing to know. Just shifting gears here. What is something you like to do on the weekends? Oh gosh, something I like to sleep. That's my favorite. Um, sleeping in is I great. Relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that the weather is getting nicer, it's it's wonderful to go outside and go for walks. And uh, downtown has so much stuff going on. Like first Friday is super fun. You know that have to wait till next month to do that one. But um, this weekend there's something called Go Green in the City or Go Green downtown or something. Um, there's all these like sustainable vendors and things that are gonna be downtown, which will be super fun. Um, yeah, I think just getting outside, I'm excited to travel a little bit this summer since we couldn't travel last summer. I'm waiting for the school year to end to get that going with my daughter. I know she's excited to get out too. Those are the big things, hanging out at home, relaxing. Mm. And what's something your students probably don't know about you? Oh my gosh, that they don't know about me? Um, I'm a pretty open book. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they don't know about me. Um, I'm really good at karaoke. That might be a surprise to some folks. <laughs> I, have a, I have a knack for remembering song lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And just one final question here. What is one rewarding experience you've had at York College? Oh, rewarding experience. <sighs> oh, man. Um, I think seeing my first class of students graduate was, was the most rewarding. Because we kind of started York College at the same time, right? They were freshmen and I was teaching them FYS and I was just starting this brand new job. <laughs> and uh, we had, a, we taught, I taught them a lot of classes. We had a lot of classes together with this group of students and then finally seeing them 
go out the door was, was moving for me. That was, that was a good time. And they all got jobs, and I got to see them in their student teaching placements, which was awesome, you know, to watch them come as far as they did. So that was, that was pretty cool. I think that that was probably the best one. All right, we want to thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Yeah. I hope we get some new ed majors. If you're interested in a secondary ed major, you can talk to me. Um, if you're interested in a post-bac, you can send me an email. I can point you in the right direction for that one. That's Dr. Lewis who runs that. But uh, just anybody in our department, we're help, we'll help we're, we are helpful people. So you can uh, reach out to any of us and we can get you set up with what you need. All right, thanks again. And our next guest is psychology professor, Dr. Jen Borden. So what exactly is your field and what kind of classes do you teach here at York? So at York, I teach just general psychology, uh, mainly first semester um, in the fall. It's mainly first semester freshmen. And then the spring is mainly freshmen with a few upperclassmen kind of sprinkled in. What first got you interested in the field of psychology? Um, so actually, when I started college as a freshman, I took general psychology um, my second semester. It was one of those prereqs. Um, I was actually a medical major, um, realized that that's not where I wanted to go. Um, and then I actually switched to education. And through taking just a variety of different psych courses that fit into the education program, I realized that psychology was the way that I wanted to go. Um, I, I like people watching and I like looking to see like, why are they doing that? And um, finding questions to answers that, um, or I'm sorry, finding answers to questions that people don't really think about in terms of us living in that gray area. There's a lot of the, the hard sciences that things are either black or white, but psychology, there's that whole gray area there that we kind of live in and don't think about. So how did you first get interested in teaching? Um, so I actually got my master's with the goal to teach higher ed. Um, I learned while I was an education major that I loved teaching, but I didn't want to be an elementary teacher. I wanted to teach um, older students. So when I started that right after I finished my master's, um, it just kind of came naturally. And I love the fact that my students are adults and I can talk to them like adults. Um, and um, I try to run my classes where it's more of a conversation style and not so much me standing up there and lecturing. So what brought you to your college? So originally I'm from Erie. My husband and I spent about eight years in the Pittsburgh area and then he got a job down here um, with Johnson Controls and we moved down here. Um, I didn't know much about this area. So when we moved down here, I just kind of did some searching. Um, I actually drove to the campus and drove around campus and I liked the small campus atmosphere that, that was here. Um, when I started in fall of 2017, I really liked the smaller class sizes. The fact that um, my general psychology classes are capped at 35 gives me the opportunity to really get to know my students, um, to learn their names, call them by names, um, get to know specifics about them, where they work, what their majors are, things like that, and really form a connection with my students. So have you taught anywhere other than York? And how would you say that compares? Um, 
I have. So in Pittsburgh, I taught um, at Robert Morris University. I taught for them online. Um, and that was back before Zoom and VidGrid and everything like that. Um, so it was, we used Blackboard as our learning management system. And it was significantly different because I didn't have that face-to-face -face connection that we have now with, with students who are online. Um, and I also taught for a number of years for the Community College of Allegheny County. Um, I taught there for probably five or six years and taught a variety of, of classes. Um, but again, the one thing I like about York College is the faculty really makes it a point to get to know their students. Um, we, we see you in the hallways and we know your names and we get to learn um, your interests in terms of helping you find internships and jobs and helping you develop your, your resume. I think there's more of a connection than at other places that I've taught. What is the common misconception you hear about uh, the field of psychology or students in the field of psychology? <laughs> that we are going to be a psychologist. Um, a lot of people, um, when they hear I teach psychology, they're like, oh, are you analyzing what I'm saying? And no, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I think there's a big stigma when it comes to that. And that's the first thing that, that people think of. Um, another misconception that is huge is the whole stigma of mental illness and um, just how it's treated and how it's viewed in society. What are, the, what are some of the ways that instruction has changed since you first started teaching? Oh my gosh, just with technology. I mean, now, like just in this last year with Zoom and everything like that, if you have a student who for one reason or another can't come to class, they're able to log in on Zoom. Or even if they can't do that because they've got an obligation at that time, you can send them the Zoom recording. Um, having this technology has been huge in meeting with students. I mean, I'm only on campus two days a week, so that doesn't really um, offer a lot of times that I can meet face-to-face -face with students, especially semesters where I have a full teaching schedule, but I can meet with them over Zoom. And I think when you get to see the person, you have that better connection and there's less chance for misunderstandings in terms of what's going on. Um, also in terms of like when I first started teaching, papers weren't submitted online. Everything was, was handed in. Um, and that's been a big thing probably within the last two, two to three years is students are turning everything in online and we're actually going a lot more paperless. And it's easier because for me personally, I can type faster than I can write. So I feel like the quality of comments that I can give students is a lot better than if I was have, having to handwrite them all. What is one thing you would like a future student to know about your college? Just the connection that faculty is able to make with them. Um, personally, I think one of our roles as instructors is to prepare students for that workforce, to build upon that foundation, hopefully, that was started in high school, um, and to get you ready to launch out into that career. And I think um, talking about the psych department, we form connections with our students. We like to be able to follow them. We like to help them get into good quality internships and 
fields that they like specifically. Um, a lot of our faculty have connections in the community, so they're able to help students find internships and find positions after college. And there's a lot of universities that are so large that you graduate and then you're just kind of tossed out there. And that's not how it is here at, at York. The, the faculty really work to support you to build that foundation so that way when you do walk across that stage at graduation, you know what your next steps are and where you're going. And even after graduation, you can come back and faculty is still there to help guide you in your next steps. What's something that you would like a current student to know about the field of psychology? Just that you experience psychology in everyday life. And I think a lot of students who are taking um, general psychology, especially students who are not in the behavioral sciences major, psychology, sociology, philosophy, um, they don't realize that psychology is all around them. I mean, just things that you watch on TV, there's cartoons that my four-year-old watches and I'm like, oh, there's opera and conditioning, you know, or to the colors that McDonald's chooses. There's a reason why their colors are red and yellow, things like that. And um, I kind of see, especially freshmen as like fresh little balls of clay that I can help to shape and mold and show them that psychology is all around you that it is in your everyday life. Yes, those psych and action papers definitely help reveal that. Yeah, good. What is a piece of advice you would give to seniors graduating in the field of psychology? Um, to just form your connections, realize that even after you walk across that stage, your, your time at your college isn't completely done, you can come back and ask faculty, you know, like, hey, I have an interview here. Can you give me some tips? Um, can you look over my resume? Things like that. Um, it's a family, you know, like once you're you're a Spartan, you're, you're always a, a Spartan and you can come back and ask for that help for sure. We'll shift gears for a second here. What's something that you like to do on the weekends in your free time? Uh, well, I have a four-year-old, so she keeps us pretty busy. She's off to soccer right now with daddy. Um, we like to spend as much time as we can outside. She likes to go on what she calls adventures, which are just like hikes. So we did that yesterday. Uh, now that the weather is getting warmer, we'll start to go camping and, and things like that. So. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. What is something your students probably don't know about you? Um, you know, I, I've been trying to think about how I could answer that. I'm pretty open with my students. Um, I think it helps to form that connection. I think sometimes students view us a, as um, people that they have a hard time connecting with. So I use a lot of personal stories um, when we talk about developmental psych. I'm one of six kids, so we, I talk about all my siblings and things like that. Um, so, I mean, I just... I would hope that my students realize that I'm passionate about what I do and that I take what I do very seriously. Um, and that, you know, whether it's this semester when they're in class or two years later, if, if they need something, I hope that they would know that they could still reach out to me. Or if I see you at the checkout line in Target, like it, it's, it's okay to say hi. You know, sometimes students are like, oh my gosh. And yeah, I, I go to Target too. <laughs> 
All right, and our last question for you today. What is one of the most rewarding experiences you've had throughout your career? Oh, gosh. Um, probably when you can see students make connections between what you're talking about in class and their real life. Um, we spend, we have one unit um, where we talk about conditioning and we talk about how Pavlov trained dogs with the sound of a bell to, to salivate. And students, a lot of times that's a harder concept for them to get. But when I break it down and I use examples that they might have, well, how did you teach your dog to sit? And, there, and you can see that connection and that light bulb goes off. That's kind of like the, a big highlight when you can explain it to where students can understand it. All right, we wanna thank you for coming on and talking to us this week. Yeah, you're welcome. Hope you all enjoyed this week's episode of the Rough Draft Podcast, and we hope you tune in next week where we sit down and talk to professors and students in the business and finance department here at York College of Pennsylvania. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.